Hey, Barb. Hey, Wit. <laughs> well, Barb, we're uh, we're getting ready for episode thirteen right here, and uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorites. Uh, Uncle John's family joined us. We we were actually we joined them at their house uh, to talk a little bit about Uncle John's story and their story together, and him and Aunt Martha. And uh, we had a great time. Uh, you uh, came into the picture with Uncle John. He was actually our neighbor for a little yeah. while when we lived in Muscadine and had a few little funny interactions with him. <laughs> he always called me, hey, neighbor. <laughs> hey, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Even, yeah. even after we moved away. Hey, neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we lost Uncle John in uh, 2020. And, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it still doesn't seem real uh, a couple years later, but... Uh, we got to go together to uh, with with Aunt Martha and all all of his kids and uh, discuss a little bit of Uncle John's story and kind of want everybody to get a feel. I think through the podcast episodes, everybody's kind of got an idea of what kind of man he was. Yeah. You know, a, a little bit already. Um, you know, you had you had uh, some interactions with him, especially yep. when our kids were little. When we first moved to um, what we call the White House, uh, this was a time when our kids were really young and Cindy was in preschool and. Uh, we had lost her in the house and sometimes she would hide and when I would call her name she would not call back out so I would find her so I was running around crazy calling her name and screaming her name and Uncle John happened to be outside uh, digging the pit for the the world-famous barbecue, barbecue yes. <laughs> yes. yeah so he was outside digging the pit for the barbecue and he was on some equipment digging the pit and I busted through the door and uh, there was Sydney standing right at the edge of that pit with Uncle John, and he was um, taking care of her. Yeah, just, I think she was just standing there in her like, panties <laughs> or something. Her, just, just, just looking, looking up, up at, at him. You know? yeah. <laughs> and he was just looking down at her. And John and Martha have always been um, a part of, of our beginnings, right. it seems like, it, it, their family. Yeah. Their family, yeah. I, I think... According to the stories we'll hear, Uncle John had that effect on a on a lot of uh, a lot of family. He, he's in a yeah. lot of our stories uh, of being a helping hand when it comes to that. So, uh, Barb, I've got some uh, sounds that's going to be in this podcast. I'm going to have to kind of preview for everybody. To oh, make, how make exciting! Yeah, I know yeah. it's a little suspense hanging right here. But uh, so, Uncle John had a story done on him by the uh, AL.com uh, about ten years ago, nine years ago. And uh, they did a YouTube clip that went along with it, and some it's just sounds, and I just wanted to explain to everybody, that's kind of be uh, some of the stuff that you're going to hear uh, of a sorghum mill mm. chewing up the cane and, and get, you know, gathering the juice out of the cane. And I just thought that would be an appropriate thing for Uncle John kind of bring, still bringing us all together around the syrup pan. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and uh, also you will hear uh, one of my good friends, uh, a guy named Stacy Gilbert and I, Love to entertain a little bit, and so uh, we came up uh, with a fake radio station based out of our church about 10 years ago called WBLH. It is fake. There is no such thing. Don't go look it up. But we did some uh, some commercials and some broadcast, uh, and some of those dealing with Uncle John's family, yeah. and we want to play those during his uh, episode, so we're, we're going to use those to kind of help us tell Uncle John's story, but... Uh, I think that's kind of that's kind of it. That's kind of going to lead us into uh, Uncle John and family. And uh, you ready? I'm absolutely ready. <laughs> Barb, we are in a home of some of my favorite people on this planet. Yes. Uh, my uh, Aunt Martha and all four of her kids, uh, who I happen to kind of grow up with a little bit. So, Aunt Martha, thank you for letting us kind of invade your home. You're welcome. Uh, so we got, and I, when I say your name, just say hi or something like that. We got, start with Elvis. Carrie. Hey. <laughs> Mike. Hello. Cy. Hey. Kelly Jean. Hey. Awesome. Excellent. So, uh, 
what we're going to try to do here is go with, uh, I've always called him Uncle John, Aunt Martha. That's what, you know, I, I know his, <laughs> his real name is Gene Autry, although I don't know many people who really call him that, but that's been his real name. And we can go into that as well. But what I'd like to do, Aunt Martha, if you could, is uh, I'm going to kind of start us off with what I know about Uncle John's beginnings. And then, and then you start having to fill the blanks. The best, I'm sure y'all had conversations over the years as, as far as what all he grew up with and, <laughs> and those type of things. So my understanding, Uncle John was born, uh, was he born in Muscatine? Uh, no. He was Rabbit Town. For, no, not Rabbit Town. Okay. He was over uh, cl- more closer to where Carrie lives now in Mars Hill area. I gotcha, can't remember okay. that. I've heard Granny say the name of the, the place. You know, everything around here is... So so and so's place, so right, and so's yeah. place, but I cannot. Because it's close to where Aunt Pat lives. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. on okay. that Mount Perrin Road. Yeah, okay, okay, I guess. But he probably only remembers Muscadine, or he only would have remembered well, Muscadine. Um, yes. I guess. Yes. He also remembers Savannah, though. Oh yeah, I was fixing to say he he does rem- have a little recollection right. of going to Savannah. Well, I, yes. I was thinking when when I was thinking about when his birthday was. December 26th, was what a Christmas present, 1940. And I was, I actually, in my head, I had 1941, but, but uh, you know, Pearl Harbor and then the World War II and everything was just on the same. I can't imagine what, what Granny and them was thinking of all. They actually had to move to Savannah for his dad to work a little bit, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, work in the shipyard. So Uncle John was down there in Savannah for a while. They probably, because they didn't buy that place to what, 45? Yeah, something when they came like back, that. so yes. he was probably yes. five when he moved yeah. back. Okay, so Savannah's probably his earliest memory. Yeah, you know, yeah. I guess. Okay, so Uncle John is the let's see, there was Uncle Junior, Went, Judge, kind of, so Uncle John was the fifth one uh-huh. of, of the uh, the brothers, and that amazed me too. No girls in there at all at that time. I can imagine what that household was, was like, <laughs> uh, being born in that. So uh, that that's kind of where uh, I, I'm going to. Any kind of recollection of stories that he told you, Aunt Martha, or anything, what life was like growing up in Muscadine, or some of the things that uh, he, he enjoyed doing, or the, the one story that I know that, that y'all may be more familiar with, with me, this is my favorite, was apparently him and Cotton were close in age, and oftentimes had to pair up on, on doing chores, all, all that kind of stuff. So the story I was told by Granny was that there was one time they were they either did something that they weren't supposed to, or they didn't do something they were supposed to do. Both of them got in trouble. And Granny was going to spank them. And Uncle John hid under the porch. And Uncle Cotton came out and got his spanking. But Uncle John wouldn't come out. So <laughs> every time Uncle John would peek his head out to come out, Uncle Cotton would go, There he is, the Granny! There he is, There he is, Mama! And after a day of that, she got so tickled that she couldn't even spank Uncle John for whatever he had done wrong. Anyway, so that was the early, one of the earliest Uncle John stories that I know. So, is there anything that you that you know that you knew about him kind of growing up before y'all met? Maybe he tells you a story or anything like that, or what life it might have been like for him. I can't remember um, which sibling talked about getting electricity. I think Uncle Wayne was talking about that one. Yeah. Okay, I believe that electricity came through here in '46. Okay. I might be, it might have been 47, but what I remember John telling me is that he was, it was such an exciting time and he wanted to, you know, be awake. He right. wanted to see the lights come on. The moment they clicked on here. And he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Took a nap right. and when he woke up, yeah. electricity was on. He, he, so he missed, he missed the big... That's right. The big reveal. So I'm thinking he, as he got older, he probably would have gone through the same line of school, I guess, that the rest of them had. You know, it's, it's free verse through the ninth grade. Yes. And then, and then he graduated from Cleveland County. And yes. what year would he graduate from? 1959. Okay, 59. Do you, have, have you, do you ever hear the story of him boxing the teacher at Freehurst? I have not. Yeah. And, Mom, you might know that. You might know the story better than... But for some reason, they had a teacher at Fruhurst. Oh, I don't even, I, I guess he would probably been seventh or eighth grade yeah. at this time. But somehow he got chosen to be the one. I don't know if he was an amateur, if the teacher was an amateur boxer or what. Oh, nice. But dad got 
chosen to be the one to <laughs> spar with the teacher. Sparring partner at seventh yeah. grade. And all, all, all dad would ever really say, now he, he said that he really got the rougher end of the, the yeah. deal, but he said he did put a, you know, he, he said he got landed one good punch on the teacher, caught, caught, him, caught him in the eye and left a shiner on him. But, um, but that was, I, I think we need to go back to those. But daddy did talk about before he went to school, he already knew how to add and subtract. Okay. Because they played dominoes, oh, wow. and so he already knew math, and he might have already been reading. Did he? I, I can't I remember so tough. much about the reading, but um, I, he might have even been reading. And okay. of course, you know, I'm sure the teachers, kids off the farm, didn't really right. expect they were going to have much education, any skills, right. and that it was quite the surprise for yeah. his first grade teacher that he. He could add as right. well as he could, but and, and, he was think, always good at math. And yeah. I think, and I think Dad would, uh, you know, readily say that he probably kept most of the football team eligible in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did most of their homework for him. So. Hey, I'm a John. If you have anything, it was always a gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know how much he got in trouble at school. I can't see him ever getting in trouble too much. But I've just heard him say, and I'm sure it applied to all the siblings, that it didn't matter when you got off the bus. There were no phones. They had no phones or anything. But he said his daddy always knew if they had been in trouble at school okay, yeah. and was waiting on the bus. I get and they, yeah. I remember that feeling. They knew what was coming. And Dad, and Dad would also talk about, you know, they played, I mean, most of them brown boys played football in, in high school, you know, and there was no... They didn't have, you know, they didn't have cars to right. drive the 20 miles from Heflin to here. And he'd always talk about after football, they'd have to hitchhike home, yeah. you know, and catch rides from various people. That's amazing. That's just amazing. I know. Yeah, I, I, know. I know. So the, uh, but they never were as strong as Uncle Junior. He always ran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never walked. He, he ran all the way. But also, you know, and when Dad was a senior, uh, he, he became a bus driver. He, he, dra- he drove the bus. Um, I don't want to go back to that policy. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the stories he told about that was down at the trestle, the railroad track at the post office in Muscadine. Yeah. And one day he had a busload of kids and was crossing. That was part of his route. And said, you know, he looked both ways, started to go. And he heard the train was, uh, and it was right on him. And he, uh, you know, he he just said, "God, yeah. God stopped him because he just was that close to pulling out in front mm-hmm. of a train with a busload of kids." Yeah, that, that memory stick with you. Yeah. So as he he graduates, I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it again. He graduated what year? 1959. 59. Okay. Does he go immediately to the? Does he get drafted right after high school? No. The military? No. So what do you know what he did right after high school? Was like? I think he went to work with Central Central Freight Lines. Okay. With Wentford. Right. Um, I can't remember if he was already working with with not Grinnell, but with Sprinkler Fitting when he got drafted. But I don't think he was. I think he was working at the at the freight lines. So how old was when he got drafted? Um or roughly. I mean. Let's see. He was, that would have been 60, I think he got out in 64. Okay. I believe that's right. Probably 60, 22. Yeah, yeah. 62 he's 22, 64. 64. So he'd been in high school a while then before he got drafted. Yeah. Because okay. we were stationed, Daddy was stationed at Fort Dix, and he had to go through Fort Dix to go to right. France <clears throat> whenever he got deployed to France, and he always said, you know, I knew you were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he actually get drafted, or he just decided to go and No, he, dra- he got drafted. Oh, he get drafted yes, then. because he was... Um, That's like Cold War. I mean, yeah, right yeah, Vietnam when, and all that. Yeah, was. whenever we would... Uh, when Well, whenever we would go to shows, right. you know, they always want the military to stand up, right. recognize the veterans. And he always said... You know, I got drafted. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't volunteer. Yeah. You know, I don't. I, I, I said, and he served still? in Europe, like yeah. Uncle Bud. Yeah. You know, right. both of them served in France. <laughs> yeah, Orleans was his. And post. so it it definitely didn't 
when you when you think about all of the folks who went to Vietnam and all the right. horrible stories, here. stories, I mean, they again, right. they were pretty fortunate. <laughs> Have you ever heard that story from? Uh, between him and Uncle Bud or Uncle sure. Cotton, that uh, in France, or they, were they at well, the same time? Again? It was one of those. It was one of those stories that Uncle Bud would always gripe about, and because he was like, I don't know if it was when they were coming back from Europe, and he said, you know, he said John got to ride in a plane with you know five star meals and all that. They put me on a boat and shipped me back across the ocean. <laughs> Even in the army, yeah. <laughs> He always, would brag about the steak dinners. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. They're serving us steak yeah. rations, you know. John, John was getting steak dinners, and I was getting rations on the ship or something. Oh, I got you. Okay. That does make a little sense. So, y'all, y'all did not meet until after he got back from the military or before the job? Right. I was, just, I was the, uh, it was 1966. Okay. Pat told about that. Right. Uh, I was going to JSU. Okay. We Doggett Hall was having the dance, and um, I did see his picture yeah. in his military police mm-hmm. uniform. He was very good looking. Look, look sharp looking. Yeah. Sharp. As, as all brands yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Sharp looking. And so, I don't know how, I mean, I, I guess I asked her to fix me up. I don't know how all that took right. place. But anyway, she, she, she he was a blind date. He was a blind date to go to the Doggett Hall Spring Dance in '67. Okay. Yes. So how how did y'all uh, how long did y'all date I guess or before you know the engagement marriage all that kind of well, stuff? Well, he got he asked me to marry him in uh, uh, that night. Mr. Brown died in April, I believe, of 69. Of 69. And um, he had not asked me to marry him at that point. Gotcha. But sometime after he died, um, I think Granny told him either do something yeah. or let him yeah. go. <laughs> I need to get in shape, but how? I live way out in the country. It's just so hard. What can I do? That used to be me. Hi, I'm Owen McWhorter. I want to help you leave those excuses behind and get your behind in shape. Check out my new program, Country Sizing. Country Sizing is a fast-paced training program that combines everyday rural run-ins with your fitness goals. Training techniques include strengthening exercises like fence post driving and trench digging. Cardiovascular exercises like the Low Creek Canoe Drag and the Cow Chase Challenge. Not to mention relaxation exercises that are guaranteed to help you stay calm even when checking out the back 40 during the first weekend of deer season. Forget yoga, Pilates, and Tai bow. With country sizing, you will be ready to outrun angry dogs and angry neighbors without breaking a sweat. And if you act now and order our program within the next 24 hours, you will get a free country sizing fanny pack. Carry those essentials of exercising away from civilization. Cell phones, GPS, pepper spray, water, and of course a little roll of toilet paper for those most extreme rural emergencies. There's no other program out there like country sizing. So what is holding you back? Nothing. I'm going to call just as soon as I have cell phone service. Call and learn what at least two other people already know. Thank, Thank God, God I'm, I'm a country, country sizer. Let's talk about your background just for a minute. So where, where did you, where were you born? I, I knew you were part of a military family. I was uh, born in Bowden. And where, where, what, tell me about, you know, how did you get to the point where you were in Jacksonville where you first met? Okay, I was born at, 
in Bowden Hospital. My dad had, uh, uh, World War II was over. <clears throat> he had come back to Cleburne County and bought a farm on the Tallapoosa River in Hopewell, in the Hopewell community. So that was where he was gonna stay. And sorghum syrup, he made sorghum syrup there. Really? He had a sorghum mill there on the river. Okay. okay. Then the Korean War broke out and he went back into the military. Okay. And after, ever, I forget how many years he had during the war years. And then he was going back and he stayed two years. So he decided if he had that many years, he'd just make it a career. Okay. And so that's when he decided to stay in the military and he sold the farm. Gotcha. And so then in 1962, well, we, I lived at Fort Huachuca, Arizona, Fort Gordon, Georgia, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Fort Hood, Texas, uh, Fort Dix, New Jersey. Yeah, I've been around a good bit. Yes, yeah, okay. yes. And then in 1962, he retired. Okay. And um, um, he, we lived in Heflin, well, he, he, we lived in Heflin for about two months after he retired in August. Okay. And I started to school, and, and then he got a job with the city of Birmingham in the maintenance department. So at the end of that first semester of my 10th grade year, I moved to Birmingham with them. They gotcha. let me stay with my grandmother. Okay. And so that's kind of, Pat was in the 10th grade. Uh, that's when I kind of got to know her a little bit. Okay, I um, but, So I knew her before we went to JSU. I guess and then I graduated from Banks High School in Birmingham. So I don't so, think, I, I, in my head, I guess I just always envisioned, I know you had a Cleaver County background before Mm -hmm. All that. So you're younger. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mom and dad, they were both raised in the Hopewell. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, uh, so y'all, y'all, uh, <laughs> Uncle John takes Granny's advice. Yes. And, and <laughs> all that, you know, good, good decision. Good, excellent decision. So, uh, early marriage, where, where do y'all live? What is he doing? Like, where, how's, how's that going for you? Where, where do y'all go then? First year. We got married. I mean, first, after we got married in August of 1969, I graduated in May. Right. And I had been accepted at the VA hospital in Houston, Texas to do a dietetic internship. So okay. he got a travel card from the local 669 right. to work in Houston as a uh, pipe fitter, steam fitter. Gotcha. So we trekked it off to Houston. And lived. Yes, in the middle of a hurricane. Hurricane Camille. Hurricane Camille. Blew the door yes, off of their yes. honeymoon hotel room. Well, yes. was that the hurricane? <laughs> <laughs> it was truly the hurricane. We don't know when. We really don't know. It was some honeymoon. Our honeymoon was supposed to be en route to Houston. Okay. The hurricane came, right. and we could not, and we were going to go through New Orleans. So the hurricane came. And we had to right, change, rewrite, yeah. and uh, so. Well, New Orleans has been dealing with hurricane for a while. <laughs> they have. Did y'all do anything fun or like y'all? Well, we stayed. We, we stayed in Houston for two weeks. Yeah. We found us a place to live, and uh, so during that two weeks, we went to the Astrodome and Astroworld and. Um, maybe watched a football game right. and baseball game and so y'all were newly couple, no kids, you could go oh, do yeah. and yeah. play. Yeah. But didn't so. Elvis come at some point? Oh, that was in the spring of, of uh, 70. But y'all were still in Houston? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I heard you were Elvis. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people who, especially women, they were Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. It came out. Elvis is going to be the headliner at the livestock show and rodeo. I sent my money for my tickets, and I got a letter. We'll send them when we print them. <laughs> so. You were the first one to <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So and how, how long were y'all in Houston? A year. Okay. Yeah. Was Was it always the plan to come back? You know, after all your education, and and, probably so. We We talked about that later because I never literally worked as a dietitian because when we came back here. There was one dietitian, she had like, it was all consultant. Right. It, all the hospitals had, had a consultant. There were no, unless you went to Atlanta, of course. But um, 
we talked about it later. Right. I, I couldn't have got into the field of dietetics, and I didn't want to drive to Atlanta or right. him or wherever. And uh, that if we had stayed maybe a year or so, and I could have worked a little bit. Right. I taught school that first year after we, sixth grade at Fruithurst. Okay, so that, that was your first job when you got back to the Fruithurst. Yes. Yes. Okay, you did go to Tapusha at one time, didn't you? Uh, yes, after Michael. Okay. I think it was. I guess. I think, I think I stayed home with, no, 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 I take that back. It was Cy. I'm sorry. I had <laughs> Carrie. I'm sorry. had Carrie. I had Michael. And then I had Cy. Okay. And Sonia Adams uh, was going on maternity leave. And she asked me to do her, her yeah, English, leave. Her leave. And so that was for six weeks, and that kind of put the desire back in right. me. So okay. I went to okay. Harrison County and taught home economics. So, when, all right, so y'all go to Houston a year, like when y'all move back, is this the place y'all yes. move back to? Okay. Yes, we had a single wide trailer. So that, that's good. So uh, the plan was to build a house, yeah, live in that trailer. I moved a trailer out here next to, I guess, on the old home place down on Johnson. So it was a plan always to. You know, build your own house out here somewhere? Was that kind of the idea that, that when y'all came back? I guess it was his. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we, we y'all just, talked a good bit about it, huh? We just started having kids. <laughs> and we quickly. Because <laughs> they had one trailer. <laughs> yes, go ahead. And then, I don't remember this, but right. I remember Roland, I think, is the one who would talk about it. That then they you know, had all these kids, and so they right. bought a second trailer, not right. a double wide like oh, you no. think about it today. Not. It was really? two separate yeah. trailers. I did not know that. And, I did not know that either. And yeah, I, I think, I think, I think it's wide. Roland who would talk about Daddy back Winford. Oh, did Winford okay. back it because he was the truck driver? Well, right. yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. but just like slid that second one right. So when y'all in needed to add on for bedroom for kids, y'all just. Back the trailer. <laughs> a second yeah. one. Made a threshold. Yeah. They were close built the thresholds between the two. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So was was the house work being done as y'all lived? Like immediately when y'all moved out here? No, 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 no. No. Okay, I got you. Because so, I don't remember that whatsoever. All I remember is this place even from my first. Okay, I got you. So I've been about 10 yeah, when we, we moved we, in. Yeah, 1980 was when we moved in. So, yeah. so yeah. did you, so was Carrie born, were you born here? Like in, when they lived in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hospital. I'll, 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 i because Dr. Kathy had to come from Iron City or somewhere was right. the doctor. And I think I've heard her tell, this This might be incorrect, but I think I've heard her tell, you know, she told SP, you need to go get the doctor. Yeah. Of course, SP wasn't in any hurry. <laughs> and I, I think I've heard her say, I sat in a straight chair. With a knob, yes. Yes, like with a knob between knob my legs. To hold, <laughs> to hold <laughs> John <laughs> in. <laughs> she didn't tell that story. You might have to edit that part out, really. <laughs> <laughs> he had a knob in his head. You heard it here first. <laughs> I think he had a knot, like a bump on his head, and I think that's what he would tell about that, that that's where the knot came from, was Granny trying to hold him in until the doctor came. All his team was just whistling his way behind him. Because again, you never knew the explanation, how much truth was in the explanation. That is a brown trait. It was sort of like there was a thing, and so a story was developed to explain the thing. And if it was embellished, then... Never let the truth get away from the children. Yeah, this is is just one example. We were all sitting around the table one night, and I have gone back to school. This is after I've left Harrelson County, and in order to continue teaching, <clears throat> I had to go back and recertify in elementary. So this was mid-80s. Yes, okay. this was mid-80s, so right, yes. Yeah, was and so uh, I had an assignment, and um, I was supposed to write a story with a moral ending. So I'm told, I've got, I've got this homework assignment. I've got to write a story with a moral ending. So we're all eating, blah, 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 and all of a sudden, he just launches in to this story. Right. And he tell we're just we're enraptured with this story. 
And all of a sudden, he said, and the moral is. <laughs> and I said, you've just done my homework. <laughs> Uh, way more creative than I could ever expect. <laughs> so, so y'all, uh, as soon as y'all did, like, are you pregnant with Kay when y'all moved back? Or are you mm-hmm. not pregnant? Okay, no, so you start I got having. Pregnant. I got pregnant in 71. When we came back from Houston, I got right. the job. And I got pregnant in 71. She was born in October of 71. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uncle John worked. From that, from as long as I remember, he was a pot fitter. But he had years. enrolled at JSU. Yes, okay. he went one semester when they got back. He had the yeah, GI yeah. Bill, I believe, yes, the benefits, yes, and yes. It, you know, and was going to go. And he went and followed seven. And then she got pregnant You're with right. me, and he went back to work. It's always been, it's always been Carrie's Carrie's fault. It was so hard on me. Well, we only got through the first semester. I don't know, but this is jumping around. But he did go through a welding program with the 669. Okay. And when Grinnell, this has been talked about, when right. Grinnell went on strike, yeah. uh, he we would go to um, Purdue right. for him to get a week's training when he was a welding instructor and yeah. an instructor. Yeah, like every year y'all have a little trip or something. Yes, that, that, was, that, was, our that vaca- was our vacation. Yeah, That's that was right, our vacation. Yeah. But he, we did submit his certificates and all his work, <clears throat> and he did get approved to teach welding at the vocational school. Okay. But he he didn't. He right. knew, he knew that the strike would end at some point. Yeah. Time. WBLH Bureau News Alert. Broadcasting live from Muscadine. Today, the government added another name to the watchdog list. Gene Autry Brown, a.k.a. John. He's been added to the sorghum syrup watchdog list. Brown allegedly has been involved in syrup making and syrup distribution. This afternoon, the FBI issued a search warrant on Mr. Brown's property. After scouring the property, they found a makeshift syrup mill. There was no evidence that he had cooked syrup recently, but there was syrup residue. Samples of that had been sent to the lab and were waiting for results. Here's what the director of Homeland Security had to say. Well, as long as these buttered biscuits, there's going to be people wanting syrup on them. And as long as people's wanting syrup, there's going to be people out there like Mr. Brown willing to provide it to them. Legal or not. We've tried to contact Mr. Brown, but he isn't taking our calls. And I found out later this afternoon he's hired an attorney. We'll have more information on this as it becomes available. All right, so let's let's get to the, the children here. Okay. So uh, y'all have four kids. Carrie, you're, you were born what year? 71. And then Kill ended at all four, 77, correct? So four kids in seven years. I feel your pain in You also have to know that Carrie and Michael are 11, 11 months, months apart. Wow. Okay. So she had two kids when really within a cal- cal- calendar year. Yeah. You enjoyed that pregnancy for a while there, Mark. Yes. I'm with you. <laughs> I always heard she burst out crying. I did. Yeah, it's funny. We did the same thing. Oh, yeah. 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 But, yeah. but I did hear it was because she just hated to tell her mother she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I, we, I, it was. Yeah. It, it was. I did. Because all I, at, at, when I found out, of course, back then, you didn't know it till you know, you were yeah. three months pregnant. Yeah, there were yeah. definite signs. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but all I could see was Carrie as she was when I discovered I was pregnant. Right. And so as the year went on, of course she's growing right. and she's <clears throat> requiring less care. So when Michael comes along, it's not near as bad, nearly as bad. As my mind well, pictured it yeah. whenever I found out. But then Mike throws another curveball and he winds oh, up yeah. having liver cancer. Yes. Yes. And yeah, I think I remember hearing that story. Yeah. Yeah. I do think I, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. that's right. So and you I dealt with two babies, yeah. a kid with, with liver cancer yeah. and, and all that. And, and little story of going time. on a lot there, yeah. And yeah. in the midst of that, Carrie got sick. No, just, just baby sick. Right. We carry her to the pediatrician. And, uh, of course, she's 
crying as all babies do. Right. And that pediatrician says, just you just need to hush that. If I thought I was hurting you, you know, it'd be all right. Well, I didn't go back to him. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Uh, when when we had Sue, or did it our third one, like uh, it, like you said, we, you can find a much earlier when Barbara got pregnant with all the stuff. And so and we had JD and then Bam. That was Sydney. Four kids in five and then years. She and got it, she got Sue, <laughs> and like. I think we literally go, we're not telling our parents. Because like, you got tired of hearing that question. You know what causes that, don't you? you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Mama would have had me stop at two if yeah. she'd have had her That's right. thoughts. Oh, but. Yeah. All right, so, all right, we'll skip to the uh, my, my cousins here, the, the, the siblings. So, help me this, and y'all can go anywhere you want to, but I'll start with Carrie Leonard. So, being raised in Muscadine, Alabama, Carrie. Tell me your earliest kind of memories of what it was like. I guess you remember the trailer better than any of them. Probably. Uh, yeah. So what was it like in, in uh, 70s in Muscadine, Alabama for you? I have snippets of memory. I'm thinking about all the things, of course, that the other uncles have talked about. And, you know, certainly the cows. I remember, I, I remember they counted them. Every time they fed them, Daddy counted them. Like that was something I'd help him count. Yeah. I don't know really why, but but that was something that we did. Um, I mean, we just played. You know, I don't I don't remember any. Like, Farm labor, y'all had to No, no, we definitely like didn't have to work. Yeah. Um, like <laughs> like the older cousins, and of course, I guess the thing about me is I was the first girl in a long time you were. between Shar and me yeah. I mean there aren't a lot of the grandkids because I'm really the first in the second wave right mm-hmm. John ended the first wave and he and I are about six years apart right. so he's the youngest in that first wave of grandkids and then it was me yeah and the start of the second wave right and uh I remember Maybe even Miss Bentley told me, but just how excited Daddy was because I was a girl. Because right. I just, you know, there, there were a lot of boys and just the two girls, Shar and Debbie, and then then I came along. Right. So that that was very exciting. Um, but uh, so I what, think, yeah. what was it? Uh, what was it like in the Brown household sharing your your trailer house with your siblings? Um. You've been the eldest. Yeah, you know. She's the one that taught us how to climb the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah. You know, I remember, like, the boys shared a room, and Kelly and I had separate rooms, at least as I recall. Now, again, I don't know when the second trailer right. came in, but Kelly and I had separate rooms, but they were across this little hallway. And we always slept together. Like, you know, I should say, can I come over there? I'd say, I'm going to come over there. And so even though we had the separate rooms, we always, I remember us, yeah, I'm sure you don't because you're so little. But yeah, like we would go back and forth. So um, I always think about that song, Love Grows Best in Little Houses. Right, yeah. And I I would hear that song and I would think, like, that's kind of how we grew up because we didn't have a big, you know, a lot of space. But... um, but Granny kept us. When Mother went back to work, mm-hmm. Granny was our babysitter. Gotcha. So I I was snapping some green beans before I came over here, and it, and that's one of the things I remember. I, I don't I don't I can't quite get the season right, but I remember sitting with Granny and watching. So I, I don't know where everybody was during right, the summer, yeah. but like in my memory, it was Granny. Yeah. And we were... <laughs> I think I was on the big wheel leading the bus. To... Oh, really? <laughs> it might have been a few years later. Well, I, I mean, like, when you think about when produce comes in, like, I remember sitting with Granny and watching Guiding Light and yes. As the World Turns. Her stories. We watched her stories. Right, yeah. yeah, she didn't like Young and the Restless and the Bold, it was Capital, and then it was Bold, or Be- Bold and the Beautiful. Was in Capital went on. Those weren't her favorites. Right. She really liked As the World Turns and Guiding Light, as I recall. <laughs> But, you know, shelling peas or snapping beans. Like, in my memory, it was with her, so I don't know. So, Mike, Mike, what was it it like for you? I I mean, I don't know. know. So, it was, 
I mean, a lot of in the summertime, it was it was playing outside, oh, yeah, uh, all the time. So I mentioned the uh, uh, big dirt pile. Right. Uh, that, yeah, that was when we were older and they were building the house. Right. Yeah. And, um, Do you remember the trailer? Very yeah. Much? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was, I guess, bits and pieces. Um, I remember there was one time where uh, Miss Bentley and Steve and those guys had a had a yard sale, and we went across the street and uh, to look and. We, uh, Cy and I came back with, one of us had a bullfighter and one of us had the bull, uh, ceramic, um, pieces. And, uh, there was a, in, in the, one of the bedrooms, there was a, a shelf, like a wooden shelf that was attached to the wall. Right. So these, these two ceramic pieces were, were, had been placed up on the shelf and, I don't, you know, obviously roughhousing and, and playing around, but we were, one of us was kicking the wall. And the bull came down. I don't. Know, I don't remember if it hit your head or my head. I think. It, I think it was I think your it was head. You, yeah. Yeah. you don't remember it. So, <laughs> so the bull didn't last very long yeah. because it, it it was cracked. Um, and I mean, I remember. Um, you know, they had poured a uh, a raised concrete porch off the on the like on this side of the trailer, right. so what's the house side? So there was a porch to sit on. It was on the uh, couple feet off the right. ground. Um, and then I also remember that there was one time a cloth, like there was a, there was in the smaller, tra- there, there, the trailers were two different sizes. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. So the smaller side, which I, I guess was the second one that got put yes. in, yes. Was, had the kitchen, um, a bedroom and a closet. And maybe a second bedroom. Yeah, I can't, two little yeah, bedrooms. Probably had a bathroom, with the, with the, too. With the closet between them. So and, I don't mean to pause for a second because I'm confused here. <laughs> yeah. So when you had the two trailers, were there two kitchens and a two? Well, we, we when we moved the little trailer, yeah. we did away with the other kitchen. Kitchen, okay. So yeah. y'all didn't have like, you're going to the that, kitchen on the left? utility room or something uh, like something that. Something bigger living room, probably a bigger living room because in the first trailer, it was all the And I don't think we kept here. the second bathroom either. We might not we have. Used where where were they at? He like, like you're pulling your house, where would they be at? Right like there in the circle. Where, where the, the basketball goal Where the liver bushes right? are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the basketball goal. Right. So if you walk toward Granny's house, about 20 feet, 30 feet, yes, that's where they started, and they were sitting side by side. That snowball right. bush would have been the yeah. end of the yeah. right. longest well, track. Well, I had it right. I remember the story that I think Uncle went told about them their grandfather trying to bring bees down by throwing they were in a potato patch it's, <laughs> this is the area somewhere around oh, here yes this was yes yes and that was, yes, yes. was okay. one story john told that one year they planted bell peppers okay that was the government they i think yeah. they planted what the government would subsidize gotcha. you mm-hmm. to ask you to plant okay. and they they planted bell peppers okay. one year okay. and if i'm not mistaken we, we, the brown family might have been the cause of kudzu coming to Cleveland County. <laughs> they, they were, again, one of the first families to plant kudzu because they were told that it was, you know, cow, cattle loved it and okay. it was a good... Erosion, erosion. Exactly. Yeah. And so... Our granny was the morning glory. Yes. Oh, yeah. The morning glory. She got much. She got some Every farmer that ever lived here first <laughs> She even ordered the seed. Yeah. 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 Even down there, I was walking the other day and there's just all these little morning glories Everywhere. popping up. Yeah. So. How, how pretty they are. Yeah, they are. All right, so let's go to the babies. The well, wait, let me tell you, I don't think Michael, he, I don't think he would remember this, but this is a story about, because there were no kids here. Right. I mean, Roland and John and all them were over there. Right. And, uh, but there were no, there were no kids for them to play with. And, but one day, we, Miss Bentley calls us and she tells, tells John, do you know Michael? Is on his big wheel, and he's no, it was you, well, was it? <laughs> yes, and he is going up the road. So you know, John yeah. goes out to get him. Yeah, he's, and Michael says, "I'm just going to see Uncle Dude." <laughs> that was a different story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't remember. Right. So, I mean, the other things about the trailer is Christmas. When Christmas, we got. Um, Cy and I got um, a little box in that, like uh, basically blow up. Yeah, box. blow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah
so you know we would and, and we were notorious for waking up real early in the morning to go look and see what so we're getting for christmas that's what that, right and so when christmas there was the these blow-up boxing dummies things that were in the living room so you get up you go look and it's like this figure in the living room you go back to bed you get up a little while later and still there and like it's all probably almost daylight before you get up and realize what was actually I think yeah. we all thought we had you know, all the yeah. 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 that and I think we almost burned the, burned the trailers down one time because obviously didn't have LED cool lights but we in the closet there were some blankets and somebody had been in there Doing some shuffling the blankets around and, and shoved a blanket up next to one of the the mm. lights, yeah, it got hot. and it got hot and started yeah. smoldering, mm, and yeah. the smell of it was enough to go figure out what it was. Okay. Yeah. So the, the the young ones, any, any memories of? Uh, <laughs> Not really trailer life. I, I mean, like I said, it. Be... <laughs> you remember the trailer walk in? Whether they come from stories being told and yeah. they kind of stuck like in stuck in your mind, but like I do know we were on our way home from swimming <laughs> at Jimmy and Ann's one summer day, and of course it was before seat belts, and we had the car, and I was sitting in the front seat with Michael, and I was sitting, I don't know if I was sitting in his lap or if I was sitting beside the door, but Mother took the curve, <laughs> and the door that. swung open, and I fall out of the of right. the car mm. and so but I can remember having you know road rash on my leg right. and I can just remember going to the bedroom and sitting there waiting on my daddy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to get home right. to, yeah. to call yeah. me yeah. 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 I'm okay. pretty sure because okay. we y'all remember, remember like okay the house is done we get to move into this new house y'all remember that I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Was it like, because the reason I said when I interviewed dad and my siblings, like when dad and mom bought our house, it was terrible. And the happiest moment Kevin said was when dad accidentally knocked down the outhouse. Oh, yeah. Because that forced dad to have to bring some bathroom, you know, build some bathrooms. And I said, like, imagine moving into this place from where y'all were living. It was so, so totally in different. my memory. We moved in, and it wasn't very long before they went on one of those Las Vegas trips. Right. So, but that, I may have that wrong, but, right. but in my memory, that would be the time. But what I remember is how cool it was. It was so airy yeah. and big. Right. Because, I mean, you can imagine from yeah. the small rooms and, and that it just, like that first night in here with the air conditioning, it was just like, yes. I'm in heaven. That's right, yeah. Because it was so, I I think it was probably very hard to cool the trailers. Oh, goodness, yeah. 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 There were no trees. We had no right. trees so to be shut. So I think, you, you know, yeah. the yeah. air conditioner just working, working, but working, working. This place to me was, I told Sai when we talked the other day, that this was the the hub of all the action when I would come over. Yeah. It would be either here or Granny's was, was the hub. And the, the, the basement was like a wonderland of all sorts of things I probably shouldn't have been playing with or, or winning the case in my band. So, uh, as, as, you know, y'all age in this house, uh, y'all have to have some stories of your of your actions, interactions with Uncle John, your dad, uh, Uncle John. Is there anything that kind of comes to mind that, that kind of life lessons that Uncle John kind of used, uh, to, uh, Tell them about the note. You remember the notes? I wish I'd remembered to get the notes. When he was on strike. No, he wasn't on strike. He was working nights. Yeah, I think he left them a a chore or a room. Well, yes, he left them things that they needed to do. Right. And so we'd go to school, and then he'd when we'd get home, he's gone to work. But we'd find notes like (laughs) the room in the left corner in the east end of the house needs a little attention. Yeah. <laughs> Please put your dirty dishes in the dishwasher. Yeah. Don't leave them in the <laughs> sink. Yes. He used sense of humor a good bit. Yes. Too, uh, yeah. Well, but I, I'd also, I mean, like we, you know, again, we talk about how smart dad was and everything that he could build. Well, one of the things that he built was a wood stove. Yeah. 
you know, down in the basement. It was like a 36-inch steel cast, pipe, yeah, cast iron pipe that he thing. welded everything together to make it into a wood stove. And so, you know, me and Mike, you know, we spent many a Saturday mornings going out and cutting wood. Right. That's, again, we had central heating and air, but Dad was still a firm believer that, you know, burning wood to keep your house warm was a big part of our growing up right. so you know we'd we'd go out a lot of saturday mornings and and you know haul wood and or you know cut wood and come back and well, split just, it and I don't stack know the it science behind, but just the idea of the, of the heat rising yeah. thing to the house mm-hmm. and the floor mm-hmm. pretty yeah. warm and it, all that kind it, of stuff it would yeah i mean you could make it hot enough in the house to run you out yeah in, in the coldest of the winter yeah. but i mean part of to take a step back you had mentioned earlier like when they were building this house like um and Royce Kilgore, one of the guys in the neighborhood or in the community, had a front end loader, and he's the one that came over, took out the all the dirt for the basement, right. right, and piled it up at the end, which was hours and hours of of endless, yeah, endless adventure, <laughs> yeah, and, and and probably more of a just a headache for mom because we would we would go out and just come in Gosh, uh, we had to be the from from head to to toe. <laughs> In in red, Georgia or Alabama clay, just nastiness. But that, that, well, well, I was going to say that dirt pile actually became the first location of the sorghum mill on the property. But just kind of going back to dad, though, I think all those who say, I mean, dad was, you know, I always thought, you know, he he was he was not like a he wasn't like Uncle Win and your dad. You know, he wasn't six four, six five, but dad was. He was about six foot and. I mean, just thick, you know, big arms. So he was fairly, I mean, he was, I say fairly, he was definitely intimidating yeah. to all of us in, in, you know, a lot of different ways. And not, not verbally, but just, you know, he, 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 he was the one that, uh, he gets point across. Well, yeah. I mean, he, I, I just remember him, I guess, telling us as we got older too, you know, that, you know, if you start having kids, you better get them under control by, you know, <laughs> age two, you know, or you're going to have trouble with them. I mean, just, I'm just saying, like, he, he was, he was, Jake he he didn't. Well, says, I failed. I failed. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just always felt Dad kind of led more by example than yeah. more yeah. than words. I mean, because he. I mean, even going through all your podcasts, you know, all the, you know, different things he did for his siblings mm-hmm. or his mom or, or whoever. I, I do believe, you know, Dad. It, it really has been like I, I knew some of the stories about him. But it, it really has been amazing to hear. Almost everyone I interviewed has has a lending hand story from yeah. John. Oh, really yeah. I mean, if, if anybody needed anything, yeah. they would call that. Yeah. I mean, if, if there was a plumbing problem, worse, or somebody had a you know a leak, they would right. call that. If they had a I mean, I, I don't remember all, but I mean, it was like I can remember going with him over to to Uncle Uncle Dude's uh, Silas's house right. for. For plumbing issues, or for you know, because you know, Dad would sweat the pipes back together if if right. there was a leak, and, and obviously always over at Granny's house doing something. I mean, the, yeah, I, his yeah. his uh, just my memories of John. His sense of humor was just, I mean, and then but it, like I said, it wasn't like for me or my dad. We're we're kind of over the top personalities and loud, but his was just kind of these little zingers yeah. that that he would kind of. Because he loved kids, I think. Yeah. I think he just loved kids. And um, I mean, I said that like being the first girl. And I think that's it. Like a lot of the things you remember, I wasn't really part of right. because I was a girl. Yeah, you know? right. So there was that very much that separation. Not that we didn't ever play together, but right. once there were the boys and then there's Ryan and Kyle and Byron moved in yeah. across the way and Paul and Matthew and Jesse, of course, Jesse was little, but Paul and Matthew were here that summer when Aunt Arlene was sick. And so it was probably for you boys, like the you know, part oh, of the yeah. city. Yeah. We always wanted a pool. And my daddy was like, I already got the neighborhood over here. I don't need the boundary. It was almost like I can, you know, they're fine really to play, is. but if they right. get hungry from swimming, no. I can't afford to no. feed them all. So, so when you, uh, when y'all would go to Las Vegas, Aunt Martha, like, like Simon mentioned last time, how did you get, did Aunt Pat just, this became the place that all of us would come, uh, like, when, when my mom and dad would go with you a year or two. Well, your mom and dad went for their honeymoon. Yeah. And then the next, the, the 
convention was only ever five years. Okay, I get you. And so the next convention, he John got elected as a delegate. Okay, I'm with and you. so <clears throat> we went that right for that one, and that and your mom and dad were there. He right. was still a BA, right? And so your mom and I, we get we just hung out and right. we went to. Hoover Dam and our thrill was riding the helicopter over the dam. Right, you know, yeah. we had a we had a big time, and, uh, and so, we had a big time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat and Vernon had just gotten married. Okay. Not, I don't remember when they got married, but they kept the kids here. Right. We had a water bed. I just remember Pat right. telling stories about yeah. her and Vernon trying to sleep on that water bed. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was the next time we went, that would have been 82, I believe, that the next time we went, um, I think that's when, is that when Pat took y'all to... All of y'all to. Um, I think I think that might have been like ninety two. I think okay. there was one time in there that y'all didn't go. Well, right? Nancy went with us. Okay, we took Nancy, okay. my sister, okay. with me. With us. We might have been old enough not to need a. Yeah, you know, but no, in ninety two is after Uncle Vernon passed away, yeah. and she took us all to Pigeon Forge in right. Gatlinburg, right. Uh, and yeah. it was a road trip. And I I don't know if you were there, I don't yet, think I did but that Kyle went. Know. With us, and okay. I think Ryan went with us, and then it must have been the four, the four of us. Which, I just, I just you, remember you her letting me drive on that trip. Well, you would have been graduating at school. That was one of my first right. times driving on like a four-lane yeah. road. And I just remember taking these, I, like we were going through these different curves, and like I, in my head, I think I was driving like in a video game. You know? <laughs> the curve was going this way, I go from one lane to the next, and she was like, she, she slapped like, what are you doing? Stay in one lane. And I'm like, I, just, I, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. I <laughs> This whole road, <laughs> exactly. I don't even think I look at it here. Well, but I guess, I guess the time, maybe the time before that was when we we had the station wagon and we all oh, I heard piled in and go into T-Hall for a picnic yeah. and we had tied a cooler to the top and you know we were yeah. we had because we, we, we talked did about so that. much. Yeah, yeah. 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 I and would. I remember have sitting in the old idea. station wagon. It was the first vehicle I remember like. <laughs> Sitting facing the back window yeah. <laughs> and just being amazed, like I can see you, uh, I can see anybody behind me. Yeah. It didn't take much to make it. That yeah. But this is kind of out of order, I guess. But Carrie was talking about she was the first in the second set, right? Um, of course, Roland and, and John were the younger of the right. last set. The rest of them were older, but none of that first. <clears throat> not those that were still around, they didn't like me too much because I had taken Oh, they're fun. Wow. You could probably get a lot yeah. of stories from Roland and yes. you know, that whole, that oh, whole right. bunch about yeah. Dad more so yeah. than yeah. Yeah. They, did, they did not yeah. like me because he would take them down to the store and yeah. buy stuff for them and, uh, okay. you know, he... he he liked, right. he liked kids. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And you know, and you could talk to Roland. I mean, going back to the way Dad helped people, you right. know, even like when Roland, I think, was going through yeah. seminary. If he needed a little extra money, like, he, I think he came and painted the house one he summer, and Dad would find little jobs for him to do to, you know, help, yeah. help supplement his income to uh, help pay for things. Well, I, I just talking about how he liked kids. One of my favorite memories, I, I wasn't even here, but I watched the video tape of it. When, he, when you got that video tape on camera back in the 80s, and it's, he, I guess he would sit it up, and, and like, you could play it to your TV where you see yourself on TV, and y'all would, y'all would not even look at the camera, you'd look at the TV, and just, whatever he said, okay, act like a monkey. <laughs> That really was one of those summers too. I think work that was the early eighties and work was really slow in, yeah. in, in the sprinkler fitting world. Well, and okay. so he wound up being at home for the majority of that summer and for whatever reason mom got to bring that camera home. Right. So and, I can tell you why, but I won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 but it's the same summer that Aunt Orlean was. So it all 
also yeah. it was the same summer that she I mean so if, if, we had if anybody listens to this and they ever have an opportunity to see that video <laughs> they need to all those copies have been burned yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. probably in the building for y'all to clean out <laughs> when I pass on <laughs> How's it taste? Good. Very good. Okay, Barb, we're going to uh, pause their story right there. I think that's good enough for uh, part one. There'll be a, there'll be another part coming for uh, for Uncle John and, and Martha's story. Uh, you didn't know we had all this uh, local radio talent uh, in Muscadine, <laughs> I'm sure. And I'd like to uh, thank all those who had uh, participated in that. And uh, also, Barb, uh, there will be future WBLH material in some future episodes as well. I cannot wait. I bet so. I bet so. That that's uh, that that was my attempt at comedy, and I didn't quit my day job. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of keep playing those for those. But uh, Barb stops two months away. Wow. Yeah, we we about school's about to start for everybody. Uh, that that's something I guess for everybody to look forward to, unless you're a teacher or an educator, maybe. But uh, it it is a. Uh, you know the, the times are going to start getting busy but don't forget to october 7th is our big stop get together hope you've ordered your shirts and uh looking forward to that and then i also hope you're looking to part two of uncle john's story yeah and if if you haven't ordered your shirt you can find your shirt link on facebook yep brown yeah. family facebook page that's brown, right. brown family facebook page. <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> and until uh, we we talk again next week don't forget that life is sweet sop it up